Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Today, I think this is the way that I would say it. T- today is a day when media scrutiny of the Hunter Biden prosecution, media scrutiny has taken a giant leap. And I say that because both the CBS News last night, and that's the story that I, I, I went with in the newsletter today, and the New York Times today, front page, both are all over this IRS whistleblower in the Hunter case who says that the probe was thwarted, that leads were not pursued. This is a different issue than the question of whether Hunter was treated too harsh or too lenient. Like we had that conversation here recently. You may or may not remember that my take on it was that the answer was both, that he was treated too harsh and he was treated too lenient. And by that, I mean that, you know, there are are tax charges and there are gun charges. The tax charges are the charges for which he took a plea. The gun charge is probably going to go away. As a result of those same negotiations, I said, based on the data that I was looking at, a fact check from the Washington Post in particular, that Hunter lying on the form that uh, he needed to fill out in order to get a firearm at a time when he was uh, or had been addicted is not the kind of case that is usually brought. So in, in that instance, he was treated a bit harsh, but once the case was pursued and the corresponding tax charges, it seemed to me that the treatment that he was given was too lenient. This is different. The The issue today in CBS News and the New York Times is, is a different issue than the issue of, oh, here were the charges. How was how was the punishment meted out? He was treated too harsh. No, no, no. This is different. This is the issue of whether there was more meat on the bone that was not pursued. And the reason that it wasn't pursued is that the U.S. attorney in Delaware, holdover from the Trump years, wasn't able to pursue the leads that were at his disposal. That's the new issue. And and there's you know, there are different uh, accounts that are being offered. What's new is that you've got the IRS whistleblower now coming forward. His name is Gary Shapley and saying, I was the lead investigator on this. I thought there was more work to be done. And I was present at at least one meeting where the U.S. attorney for Delaware, whose name is David Weiss, was told that he wasn't going to get a level of cooperation that he was seeking either in Washington or in California. And that the reason that he was not permitted to do so is that it could have reached the president of the United States. So Shapley is saying one thing. Weiss, in a letter, says that's not the case. Merrick Garland, Weiss's boss, in testimony that he's offered to the Congress, has said, and the depressor that he did last Friday, has said that was not the case. So the CBS report today and the New York Times report today are, 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 are tying, trying to come to terms with all of this. And buried within the New York Times story, as Mark Halpern, who joined me in about 40 minutes, 50 minutes, points out, you got to get to paragraphs 20 or 21 to see that it seems like the New York Times was able to confirm some of what Shapley, the whistleblower, is saying. So... Who's telling the truth in this case, the whistleblower or Weiss and Garland? 
the lead from the New York Times, I'm going to play the audio that corresponds to this, but let me try and do a better job of setting it up. Glenn Thrush and Michael Schmidt wrote this. Again, page one in the print edition of the New York Times under the headline, Garland Facing Fresh Questions on Biden's Son. At a Senate hearing in March, Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican from Iowa, spent several minutes grilling Attorney General Merrick Garland about the Hunter Biden investigation, reading a series of unusually specific queries from a paper in his hands. Did David Weiss, the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware, kept on under Garland to continue to oversee the inquiry? Did he have full authority to bring charges against President Biden's son in California and Washington if he wanted to? Had Mr. Weiss ever asked to be made a special counsel? Was the investigation truly insulated from political considerations? And, and you'll hear Merrick Garland says he had a free hand, could have done whatever he wanted to do. Well, that encounter has now taken on new significance after House Republicans released testimony last week from a senior Internal Revenue Service investigator on the case that appeared to contradict Garland's assurances to Mr. Grassley and others that Mr. Weiss had all the freedom and authority that he needed to pursue the case. The IRS official, Gary Shapley, oversaw the agency's role in the investigation of Mr. Biden's taxes and says his criticism of the Justice Department led to him being denied a promotion. He told the House Ways and Means Committee that Mr. Weiss had been rebuffed by top federal prosecutors in Los Angeles and in Washington when he had raised the prospect of pursuing charges against the president's son in those jurisdictions. And I would add, he also says that he was thwarted in any effort that he wanted to look at, you know, pursuing leads about what role, if any, Joe Biden might have had. Shapley testifying under what Republicans say are whistleblower protections also says he had witnessed Mr. Weiss saying last year that he would not be, quote, the deciding official regarding whether the whether to prosecute Mr. Biden. Garland addressing reporters on Friday forcefully denied these allegations. And then there's a quote from an individual who served as U.S. attorney for the Western District of Virginia his name is John Fishwick Jr., who I think sums up the big picture issue. He's, he says this, is this, meaning Shapley, just a disgruntled guy who didn't get his way, as happens in every investigation? Or is there something else going on? And when I fast forward to those 20 and 21st paragraphs of the New York Times, there's this. But in mid-2022, Mr. Weiss reached out to the top federal prosecutor in Washington, Matthew Graves, to ask his office to pursue charges and was rebuffed according to Shapley's testimony. Listen to every word that I'm about to read from this next short paragraph. A similar request to prosecutors in the Central District of California, which includes Los Angeles, was also rejected, Mr. Shapley testified. A second former IRS official who has not been identified, told House Republicans the same story. That episode was confirmed independently to the New York Times by a person with knowledge of the situation. Reading it slowly for emphasis, which sounds to me like the New York Times was able to confirm that indeed 
IRS investigators were held back from pursuing the investigation where they wanted to take it. All right, let, let me present some audio in the following order, TC. Can we, be, can we begin with, with Chuck Grassley? So this is Chuck Grassley in March at a Senate hearing. Attorney General Merrick Garland is testifying. Here's the part of the exchange. In April 2022, you testified to Senator Haggerty uh, that the Hunter Biden investigation was insulated from political interference because it was assigned to, as you just now told me, to the Delaware Attorney's Office. However, that could be misleading because without special counsel authority, he could need permission of, of another U.S. attorney in certain circumstances to bring charges outside the district of uh, Delaware. I'd like clarification from you with respect to these concerns. Uh, the, the, the U.S. attorney in Delaware has been uh, advised that he has full authority uh, to, to make those kind of uh, referrals that you're talking about or to bring cases in other jurisdictions if he feels it's necessary. And I will assure that if he does, uh, he will be able to do that. Does the Delaware U.S. attorney lack independent charging authority over certain criminal allegations against the president's son outside of the district of Delaware? Um, he would have to bring, if it's in another district, he would have to bring the case in another district. But as I said, uh, I have promised to ensure that he's able to carry out uh, his investigation and that he be able to run it. And if he uh, needs to bring it in another jurisdiction, he will have full authority to do that. Now, understand, back in real time, obviously, un- understand that was in March. We, we didn't know the name Shapley then, but but clearly Chuck Grassley had a line on the story that now today is on the front page of the Times and was broadcast last night as part of the CBS Evening News. You hear Merrick, Gar- Merrick Garland, the attorney general, say they can take the investigation anywhere it leads. There are no restrictions. We'll give full cooperation, which has been his consistent story. Hang on, TC. I have to digress and take a call. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. D, listen, you're in Pennsylvania, and apparently you want to say to me, why am I applauding the New York Times when they've been dragging their feet for so long? I'm not applauding anything. I'm, I'm only halfway through my analysis, for crying out loud, but... And you'll get a chance to say whatever you want to say. It's not so much that I'm applauding the Times or applauding CBS News. I think my words were that today is the day that this whole investigation has taken an enormous leap because you've got media outlets that haven't paid attention to it finally paying attention to it. Well, yes, uh, that I agree with. I, I agree with that sentiment. However, uh, when when you have the New York Times working in concert with the FBI, as we know that they do, and, and the rest of the federal government, whenever uh, they need to, basically just, you know, they basically just need to to uh, to act on on the FBI's whim. Now all of a sudden they are forced to cover this because there's too much smoke. There's too much smoke. This is going to turn out to be the biggest political scandal in American history. Okay, I don't know where it goes, but you're talking to a guy who spoke openly about the Hunter laptop in the 11th hour of the campaign and could not understand why all the media weren't discussing it. So let me just keep going. Can I just keep going for another five minutes? Thank you, D. Go ahead. Thank you. Okay, all right, there we go. So you heard Chuck Grassley. That was in March. Now let's listen to Merrick Garland, the attorney general, as recently as Friday at a presser when now the thing is really starting to percolate and we know there's a whistleblower, even though we don't yet know his name. 
Mr. Weiss was appointed by President Trump as the U.S. Attorney in Delaware and assigned this matter during the previous administration, would be permitted to continue his investigation and to make a decision to prosecute any way in which he wanted to and in any district in which he wanted to. Mr. Weiss has since sent a letter to the House Judiciary Committee confirming that he had that authority. I don't know how it would be possible for anybody to block him from bringing a prosecution, given that he has this authority. Now, I mean, so Garland says, look, even Weiss says he was not held back in any regard. He said that in the form of a letter. You know, we'd like to see him explain this as well. Let me switch now to CBS. The CBS News last night, their story, the IRS supervisory agent who helped oversee the investigation of Hunter Biden continues to raise questions about what he alleged was special treatment in the probe of the president's son telling CBS News that dating back to the Trump administration, he was repeatedly prevented from taking steps that he would have considered routine in other cases. Here's part of what he told CBS. If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. Right. I mean, part of the argument that he makes here is that the plea agreement was for a very narrow time period when they had in, uh, evidence, they had information of the fact that uh, the the taxes weren't paid for additional years, but that wasn't pursued. He also said this. Contemporaneous. Shapley provided lawmakers this contemporaneous email he wrote after an October meeting last year. Shapley says Weiss told him the opposite, that Weiss is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. It was just shocking to me. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them? That's correct. So a lot of this pertains to a meeting that transpired on October 7, 2022. The CBS coverage presents it as follows. Shapley says he provided lawmakers with contemporaneous email correspondence he wrote after an October 7, 2022 meeting where he says the U.S. attorney communicated the opposite. Weiss stated that he is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed, Shapley wrote to his supervisor. Quote, there were really earth-shaking statements made by David Weiss and really brought to light some of my previous concerns, and the one was that he is not the deciding person on whether or not charges are filed. It was just shocking to me. So that's what Shapley says. The New York Times version of this is as follows. Things came to a head during a meeting among investigators on October 7 when Mr. Weiss made an unexpected admission to him in the presence of several other federal law enforcement officials, according to Shapley's account. And then the part that I've already read to you. Quote, to add to the surprise, U.S. Attorney Weiss stated he subsequently asked for special counsel authority from Maine DOJ at the time and was denied that authority. 
Mr. Weiss, he said, was then told to follow DOJ's process. Mr. Shapley did not say if Mr. Weiss told him who had turned down his request to appoint a special counsel, a decision that can only be made by an attorney general under the department regulations. So where does it leave us? It leaves us with contradictory accounts. You've, you've got this, this career investigator for the IRS seems credible. Have you watched him on television? Seems credible and says, I wasn't able, I wasn't permitted to pursue this where I thought the evidence would take us. And I was at a meeting with several people, apparently confirmed by the New York Times, where Weiss, the U.S. attorney, said he wasn't going to be the ultimate decision maker. Meanwhile, Weiss is apparently saying something different than that in a letter to the Congress. And we know, because you've heard his voice now several times, the attorney general says it's just not true. He could have taken the investigation anywhere that he wanted to. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Shapley is the IRS investigator. He told CBS News that his efforts to look further into money trails that involved quote-unquote dad or the big guy were blocked by a senior prosecutor working for Weiss. David Weiss is the U.S. attorney. Quote, I would say that they limited certain investigative leads that could have potentially provided information on the president of the United States. Mayor Garland says the guy had free reign. The U.S. attorney could have taken any steps that he wanted to take. We were not limiting him in any way. So what does Weiss say? Reading now from the New York Times, Mr. Weiss said in a letter to Congress this month that he had not been constrained in pursuing the investigation. He said in the letter dated June 7 that he had been, quote, granted ultimate authority over this matter, including responsibility for deciding where, when and whether to file charges. He has yet to face more specific questions from House Republicans in the wake of Mr. Shapley's testimony. I say put them at the table together. Weiss next to Shapley. And then let's let's, you know, see what the accounts are. Uh, Andy, standing by in Providence, Rhode Island. Greetings. What did you most want to say? Yeah. Hi, Michael. Now that we know the laptop is indeed legitimate, it's we're caught in this big fog of all these things. But the big question it all comes down to is who indeed is the big guy? And. If Joe Biden was participating in and benefiting from these foreign influence peddling schemes, and and who in America denies at this point that Joe Biden is the big guy? Who else is it? Of course it's Joe. So that's my point. So, I I mean, it sounds convincing at one level. I'm thinking of of yesterday, what we were discussing, that there is this, uh, was it, oh, it's a WhatsApp message. It's a WhatsApp message where it's Hunter. I don't have it in front of me. I'm paraphrasing. But it's Hunter saying, I'm, I'm right, I'm seat, sitting with my dad right now. Like, we need an answer. I think it was for an additional installment of money. I'm sitting here with him right now, and he's, he's like threatening by the presence of his father that bad things will happen to the Chinese businessman with whom he's conversing via WhatsApp unless the payment gets made. On one level, you say, well, that's pretty damn uh, compelling, isn't it? That Joe sit- but then again, wait, was Joe sitting there? Or was that Hunter for leverage making that claim? And I feel the same way about the, the whole big guy thing. Conservative Dan, you are in Florida. Orlando, what did you most want to say? Well, it's conservative Dave, Michael. Good morning. Hi, Dave. Uh, 
haven't spoken with you in a bit. Uh, there's a couple issues here, and hopefully you'll indulge me. Actually, you know what? I, I'm not. I, just give me, give me. Hey, wait a minute. Give me your best. Whatever is number one on your list. Hit me with that. Who is lying, Merrick Garland, or career government officials, IRS supervisor, DOJ? Who is lying, FBI? We have 14 whistleblowers, by the way. But Who if, is if lying? okay, Garland but if for all these government officials. First of all, I have no dog in this fight, so I'm just trying to apply a little bit of critical thinking to it. But if David Weiss, who is the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware, says, no one limited me in any way, then isn't that the final answer? No. Why? Because do we not have proof now? Because the California prosecutor, the D.C. prosecutor, refused to do so. Right. So I would I would say to him, if I were on that congressional committee, well, wait a minute, Mr. Weiss, did you go to the U.S. attorney, your counterpart in the middle district of California? Did you go to the U.S. attorney for the District of Columbia? And I would want to know an answer to that. Attorney general and ask the attorney general to intercede and allow you to proceed. And if he says and by the way, by the way, if conversation with the attorney general that you. Of course. Oh, my God. Of course. Of course. That's an obvious question. Did Merrick Garland tell you or anyone higher at DOJ tell you this was off limits? All here's what you and I are going to agree on. All those questions need to be asked and answered. And I expect that they will. By the way, this is one of the things you're going to get from divided government, because with Republicans in control of the oversight committee, I suspect there will now be hearings where this is going to be dealt with where that would otherwise not be the case. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Thank you so much for these telephone calls. Let's get to it, okay? Chris, you're in Chris, you're in Fredericksburg, Virginia. I've tried to present the totality of this story as we know it. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that it's the biggest nothing burger that there is, okay? They take a little grain of truth of the situation, and then they make a big deal because they don't want the truth. They just want a rumor, okay? Is Jack Smith the deciding factor in prosecuting Trump, or is it a the protocol that he refers this to Garland? Which, which one is it? But wait a minute! You come on because you're you're now like steering me in a different direction. You've got a no, you've no, got no, an. No, he, 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 go ahead. Yeah, hear me out. Jack Smith does is is not the ultimate say so. Okay, he's a special prosecutor. This guy is a special special prosecutor as well to Jack to Merrick Garland. At the end of the day, he does not have the uh, ultimate say so. He gives his referral to Garland, and then Garland will prosecute accordingly. That's how it works. Okay, That's Garland's the Garland's the top guy. That's not at issue here. But you've got to deal with the fact that you've got an IRS investigator who says they stopped me from doing my job. At its core, that's what this is about. And you have a special prosecutor that's doing this investigation that is telling you I was not hindered whatsoever in doing my I want to hear I want to hear him say that. Yeah, and I think it's important to hear I think it's important that we get to hear him say it as as far as I know it exists only in a letter so far. Paul, you're in Vermont. Greetings in Milton. What did you want to say? 
Yeah, I'm listening to discussion. And uh, how about mentioning that during the Bush era administration and the Trump administration, IRS were given explicit directions not to audit rich people. So I don't understand why this is even an issue. Gosh, um, like what a about like, bias, et cetera. And if this but, guy is an actual IRS auditor, he must know that. Okay, but like, why are we getting caught up in whataboutism? Why can't we just deal with what we have in front of us on this issue? And then when there's a Republican who says don't charge or tax rich people, uh, then we'll deal with that issue. But what's your response to this? My response is I'm listening to a guy who sounds like he's annoyed. He he wanted to go after Hunter Biden and uh, he didn't get his way and he's making up excuses for it. Right. But you're OK. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Like we're all just suiting up in our usual jerseys. Here's my response. I don't know who to believe. I'd like to hear everybody under oath, because if an investigator was thwarted for political reasons from pursuing evidence, whether it goes after a Republican, meaning leads to a Republican or a Democrat, that's important. It should be important to all of us because that's the foundation of the rule of law. And if you're going to just call me and try and say, well, yeah, but the Republicans wouldn't go after a writ. What? How do you know how to respond to that? Call me on that day and we'll talk about that issue. But today's issue is what to make of the IRS investigator who's contradicted by Merrick Garland and in a letter by the U.S. attorney. So it, it sets up this situation where the U.S. attorney wrote a letter to the Congress, and I don't think it's yet available on June 7. All we have are the press accounts that quote it. I'd like to see it. But more importantly, I'd like to see David Weiss in front of the lights. And I'd, and I'd like to see Gary Shapley in front of the lights. And let's probe and, and, and ask these questions and figure out, because both, both can't be right. Shapley wrote a contemporaneous letter or email to that October 7, 2022 meeting because he was so distraught in finding out that Weiss was saying, well, I'm not, I'm not the ultimate decision maker. And Garland is saying, well, no, he could have done whatever he wanted to do. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.